Hi, I'm Jenny Donheiser. And I'm Nicole Spezio. And this is How Were You Brainwashed? This is our first episode of our podcast. Wow. Just a solid year and a half in the making. Don't tell people how long it takes us to do stuff. We're actually very on top of it. We sort of have an idea. We execute. Okay, well, babe, what is going on with you this week? We pretend we haven't seen each other every day. No, it's good for the people to know. Look, okay, who are we? Jenny and I are BFF. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. We met in acting school. Sorry. If you can't tell by our voices, we met in acting school and by our personalities. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really about our personalities. Yeah, that's who we are. And now we're going to be on a podcast. Okay, so what did I do this week? Can we tell them about my birthday yes. party? Yes. Okay. Nicole had a birthday party. I usually feel weird and ho-hum about my birthday because I don't like to take up space. But she's an actress. It makes no sense. But I don't know. I usually just feel weird about it. But this year, I thought... Babe, just have a little party. Just have a little party with your friends. And I found an event, I think on TikTok is how (laughs) I found this out. We went to this thing where basically it's a chef competition. Two chefs compete and make a three-course meal. And then you go and eat everything and then vote on the winner. We were sitting our group was right at the counter. Front row, baby. Front row. In the action. One of the chefs put a spoonful of his vinaigrette in my mouth. I said, taste this. What? That's sexy. I miss that. Oh, it was very hot. Chefs? Chefs are are hot. hot. Yeah. Yeah. Most jobs are hot. (laughs) (laughs) Dentist? Hot. No way. You liked your childhood dentist? I think my childhood and my adult dentist are both pretty cute. Well, I think my adult dentist is cute. My childhood dentist was a real dweeb. Um, not mine, honey. <laughs> not mine. Well, Nicole had crushes on all her teachers. Yeah, teachers high. <laughs> teachers, <laughs> dentists, chefs, well, on his jobs. <laughs> so the chef was hot. Him putting a, a spoon in my mouth actually was so sensual. Yeah. And the vinaigrette tasted incredible. But yeah, it was literally, so they had like, it was a chopped episode. They gave them mystery ingredients like Cheez-Its. That was exciting for me. Radicchio. Less she didn't love that. Um, pear, potatoes, etc. Matcha powder. Matcha, yeah. And then they cooked. And it was really fun and weird. And then at the end, we all had to, like, give our scores and say whose dishes we preferred. And, you know, some people really did take it seriously, ultimately. <laughs> and that's on them because they were like, you know, this is your TV food judge moment. Tell us what you thought. And now, you know... Was the panna cotta not set? Yeah, but I wasn't going to say that. Sure. What I did say was, Chef Anthony, your pork entree was the dish of the night. <gasps> I was being Padma. and But it really was, I, it was my dish of the night. I thought it was too sweet. Jenny doesn't like fruit. Not like fruit. My dish of the night. It was well, well, I really night. liked Chef Jose's appetizer. Yeah. I thought that was really good. He fried fluke, which was one of the secret and I ingredients. I preferred in his entree. Cheez-Its. That's a crazy dick. The pork was dry. I thought it wasn't. For me, I didn't think so. <laughs> okay, see? And so this is what you guys should do and be like us. Yes. Should we say what the business is called? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Not sponsored. Hudson Table Brooklyn. Hudson Table Brooklyn. Yeah, I had a blast. As someone who doesn't cook or do cooking shows, I still had a great time with my friends. They plated and we got to watch them plate. There was some small dramas. Say for what? Chef Anthony. Because he... So one of the chefs, it was his first time doing this competition. Yes. The other one had done a million. And spoiler alert, the one who was his first time, he won. He did you win. Because he was hungry. He was thinking outside the box. He wasn't wrote to do this every weekend. No, they were both really good. But yeah, one of the sous chefs screamed behind and me, which was a true oh. fantasy. Wow. Bury the bear. I haven't watched the bear. Nicole! I, I know, but I'm going to. You're going to want to fuck the shit out of that guy. What What else is new, baby? He, and there was some interviewer, like, yeah, people in the zeitgeist are freaking out about him being so hot. Because mm-hmm. I guess he was on Shameless, question mark, and I, no. the people weren't as into him there. Okay. Um, And he was like, it's just that chefs are hot. Like, <laughs> it's not a reaction to me 
people think chefs are hot. Now, I feel like, though, on some group thread, did you feel like you said that actor looked like your husband? Yeah. Okay, so clearly you think he's hot. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. And not just because he's a chef, but because he reminds you of your betrothed. He has the good tall hair, like my mm-hmm. betrothed. And sometimes Graham will be chef daddy. Yeah. I just asked him to make me steak for Valentine. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's a small tradition in our house. For him to make steak on Valentine's? Yeah. Oh, that's cute. And I don't have to do anything. I, I go by like the sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, and the wine. We all have different gifts, and that's what makes the world beautiful. And yours is buying wine. <laughs> it's not making steaks. It's not making steaks, but I cook the boxes. Ugh, we, I can't talk about the boxes. I have to go walk into water and yeah, drown. Jenny, Jenny, listen, spoiler alert, we've recorded a couple test episodes and Jenny keeps talking about a goddamn blue apron. It's so boring. I'm so sorry. You did make me laugh on your birthday. I asked you how you feel about birthday, how you felt about this birthday. And you said, normally I feel neutral or bad. Mm-hmm. And this time I feel good it was something this time i feel open and fine open and fine (laughs) yes that's good that's progress well yeah i mean now you don't have this same illness of feeling weird about your birthday because famously you made us do some crazy stuff for your birthdays over the years yeah i guess i don't i use my birthday as an excuse to make people do something i want to do yeah well that's what i did i mean i made everyone go to be top chef but i also think that we all like to be with each other regardless. Right. So it's kind of like if someone's organizing an activity, that's yeah. almost a gift for everybody else. Exactly. I will show up and have fun. Yeah. You I know? Like to do little fun things. <laughs> <laughs> because we're only on this planet but once. And then, yeah, I like to do little fun things. Yeah. Yeah. So even if it's like, okay, yeah, it's someone's birthday, I got to go out and maybe I'll have a moment of not wanting to go, which is normally what I, how I feel about everything ever. Right. As soon as I'm there, I'm happy about it. Agree. Now, for your birthday, I didn't care because it was around the corner from my house. So it's all oh, good. okay. So you would have fucking cared if it was far for you to go. Sure. Yeah, maybe. Fuck off. But I would have been happy to be there. You would have felt the same. You would have like, I got all, all the way. I've been in Vegas for your birthday. <laughs> like, let's just everybody calm down. <laughs> And Zachary, it was a joint birthday. Was it? It was supposed oh. to be a joint birthday. <laughs> 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 <For joint. laughs> wow, yeah. It's like a housewife's trip where like there's a co-host, but really it's just one person running the show. So like 10 minutes in, it took us to talk about housewives. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Now that I'm in the housewife, housewife zeitgeist and see how they are always on trips, it does make me want to go on more group trips well yeah the miami girls just went to key west i texted jenny i said we should go to key west jenny said i already have the hotel they're at start in my google maps <laughs> i'm ready to go except not in the summer it seems hot okay winter winter in key west yeah I'm, I'll, I'll do pretty much whatever yeah that's my girl if a plan is made you know and Except for standing at a concert outside. That, I, <laughs> that <laughs> I sort of will always say no to. But if there's seating, I'll pretty much do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and even some things, if it's standing most of the time, but sitting some of the time. And that makes you a good friend. Right? DTF, baby. Dave, what's going on with you? Anything else that's not my birthday related? Hmm. We watched Paul T. Goldman, yeah, which would recommend to the culture. Yeah. Although it, you know, these types of things are gray area. They are yeah. complicated, absolute. But I do think that Paul T. Goldman is excited about the intention, regardless. That's also gray area. <laughs> if you were Paul T. Goldman's ex-wife, that's what I'm saying. Is if Paul T. Goldman was your ex-husband and then they made that show, I would feel so mad on your behalf. The first wife or the second wife? Second wife. Okay, oh, the oh. first wife, the best actress in the whole thing. <laughs> when they had her sit down and do the scene, I was so moved. She Gorgeous. Such an incredible actress. No, but the second wife that the whole thing is about, like, so we're just going to let our crazy ex-husbands make movies about us? I don't think so. 
Right, right. And also, you know, Graham brought up a good point this morning, which is this really glazed over the what happened to her parents. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> really explore it as now, much as we might sh- should have. Mike said he read some article that said that that was one of the director's regrets is that not making it clear how long from the letter being sent. Yes. The parents actually did pass away tragically. <laughs> so that, you know, it wasn't like a this led to this sort of thing, but it did yeah. sort of seem that way. And it was kind of unclear, but yeah. I don't know. Paul T. Goldman, weird. Check it out if you want. It's like a Borat, Nathan Freyo, the rehearsal, like, yeah. fine line between, like, is this secretly a prank on the subject or is it a documentary about his life or what What are we watching exactly? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough genre for me. <laughs> I'm a little too sensitive for that. Yeah, yeah. There were moments I would, especially after he watches it, they have their mm-hmm. moment outside. Mm-hmm. That was tough, but not as not as tense for me as the rehearsal. I would say I can't do it with yeah. love. Well, what I was going to tell you mm-hmm. is, so we went to acting school. One of our acting school teachers was Josh Pice, <laughs> who is a working actor who shows up in quite a bit of things. Yeah, um, get the money, Josh Pice. He is a great character actor. He also. <laughs> Am I going to get in trouble for speaking about his, what he does? Not if you speak about it positively. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Josh Weiss has a company called Committed Impulse, or it's a a training. Yeah, I don't know if it's a company. (laughs) (laughs) It's a style of training for actors or... So I recently went to the website because I was doing some research for a script I'm writing. And I remembered this class we took with Josh Pice. And there was a specific exercise that I wanted to do some research on Mm -hmm. and try to remember how it worked for the screenplay. And I went to the website and it is... He's selling it to actors, but he's also selling it to, like, business people. Like, to people who run businesses or, like, have to do public speaking. Yeah, that's why all those brilliants are in your improv class (laughs) who are CEOs. It's like, yeah, I guess this is good for you, too, babe. (laughs) It's the same thing. Right? There's, like, always at your improv 201, there was one old guy. Somebody's dad who works in finance (laughs) fucking saying jokes that are very inappropriate. Oh, my God. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. And then all the, like, young kids going to drinks afterward and the dad trying to trail along and everyone being like, oh, we're actually going to this other place. We're actually going to the young place. (laughs) (laughs) Us, not young. But the exercise that I wanted to investigate Mm -hmm. was the, in this class, people would get up and wave their arms up and down and say, I am Jenny, or whatever their name is, Mm -hmm. and I am here. And without fail, yeah, anybody that did that exercise, I think, would cry or like 100%. laugh hysterically until they cried. Until they cried, because there's something about opening your body, maybe, and re- repetition that allows you to. It's like very vulnerable. It's deeply uncomfortable to take up space in the world and feel like you deserve to, and that is just what it's hitting on, right? It's just like, no, yeah. actually. I'm Nicole, and I am here. Right. Just the tears would immediately blow. Yeah, it's it's it was a powerful exercise, I would say. So, see everyone, check out committed. <laughs> <laughs> I looking back at acting school, wow. I think that there were things like that that were game changing for me, or like made me acknowledge things that I hadn't known about myself yet and sure there are some exercises that i think probably they don't do anymore because they are probably problematic mm-hmm. but that one specifically i feel like is harmless and does like it was always powerful to watch and also there was a part of his class where if you checked out <laughs> like during, mentally checked like out, mentally like- checked out like somebody was doing an exercise in class or he was talking i think or somebody else if your mind would start to wander it's it's all about staying in the moment not yes. thinking about the past not thinking too far into the future just being where you are yeah which is a, a good lesson i think it's a good lesson 100%. but but yeah. yeah so if you checked out you had to 
vocally announced that you had returned by saying I'm back. <laughs> so <laughs> I could potentially wait, let's do an example. So yeah, so yesterday I was walking through the park and I saw this I'm back. <laughs> Just to interrupt people, right? Well, it wasn't, I don't think, about the interrupting. <laughs> no, it was about the like, yeah, saying I'm bad, which is ultimately a crazy thing to do, especially when you're 19 and you're already been so self conscious and just have everyone be like, actually, wasn't listening to you, don't care, don't value you, and now I am back. Because some people were so concentrated on that part of it, of like doing a good job of showcasing that they knew they had checked out mm-hmm. and were now mm-hmm. present again, that yeah. they were not even paying attention to anything that was going on. They just wanted to be like, I'm back. Well, so that- isn't that, okay, that is acting school, right? It's like religion. It's it's like there are great parts of it, just kind of nice messages. And then it sort of gets twisted and performative and dark and scary. And that's, <laughs> and that's why I was doing this research with, my cult movie but i downloaded a josh pice recording so when you go to the website i can't believe we're getting this far into josh pice on f1 this is wild and i never thought it would go this way keep going well I, he appeared in paul t goldman doing yes. an amazing impression of paul t goldman mm-hmm. with the lips thank you really good work josh pice i mean he's a really good actor yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying okay, shit. Okay, okay. He what, he did a great. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with this. Cool. But but acting school, there were there are things that looking back, I I really strongly feel helped informed how I operate now. Hundred percent. And I do think part. Uh, I do think his class in particular with being present, like as an acting training, was helpful. I will say. I I agree. I I agree that it's good to stop thinking about your own stupid stuff and just be here with the people. Yeah, like me and you here now in your apartment. I know, in my small middle room of my railroad apartment. <laughs> and some people use use as a, be- a second bedroom. Can you believe? They pitched, when we came to Toya's apartment, they said, this can also be for two people. Two roommates. <sighs> the things we put up <laughs> in the okay. Yeah. Can you imagine living here like this? No. No. To have to walk through somebody else's bedroom to go to the bathroom is... Should we play the game? We're 20 minutes in. Incredible. So, it's not a game. It's not a game. Should we... So, the sort of premise of this podcast... Okay, yeah. We're introducing yeah, it. Okay. So, that's who we are now, sort of what we're doing. Yeah. Why are we here? Why are we here? The why are we here is... so. We've said acting school now 5,000 times. I'm from New Jersey. Jenny's from Texas. We like to unpack the things that we used to think taken as universal truths and now with age know our bullshit, know our lies. So we want to talk much like acting school. You know, how were you brainwashed? How were people brainwashed? So we'll let's, we should do you know, and I think there's like a million answers we can do, and probably we'll do a lot over mm-hmm. our time here. But let's let's answer. Let's answer. So I would like to talk about Jersey Shore. Oof! I was just watching TikTok clips of old Jersey Shore. Of old top. Jersey Shore. Okay. So I mean, the elephant in the room is that our names are Jenny and Nicole. <laughs> Now that we've addressed that, we can keep going. Okay, so I think that Jersey Shore sort of like crystallized a lot of the brainwashing that I already have received, but like put it out so plainly. And that is mostly that (laughs) a woman's ultimate power is from being fuckable. Mm. That the grenade of it all... The that basically that is what you're there for. And there is nothing that there's no power that you can get back after someone says like you're a man says you're fat, you're ugly. I don't want to fuck you. And that's obviously and not true at all. But I think just growing up when we grew up and I'm not telling you how old I am, but just (laughs) we are millennials. Okay. Down down. I think just like that was just a given. I'm just like, Oh, Okay. If you're not hot, I read Rachel Dratch's book 
when it came out. Yeah. And she said that like all the roles she were she was getting called in for were the unfuckables in like all different ways. And I think just like seeing those monsters make the situation who now, yes, he's sober and we like now whatever. And just seeing them all at the clubs, so sorry, in Jersey Shore and just talking so disgusting about women poisoned my brain. I was just like, oh yeah, that's that's what happens when you're not around. That's how men speak about you. And of course it is. And it's not like bad. It just is the way that it is. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Dark. That, yeah. Really toxic masculinity on display, but also specific to New Jersey. And- yeah. I watched it. I was like, oh, I know these people. Yeah. I've yeah. seen these people. I haven't been able to. Like, it just felt so known to me when I watched it. Like, oh, I, this is dark. Was it triggering? Or did you liked it, though? No, I, I, in 2009, I was obsessed with Jersey Shore. I love Jersey Shore. I didn't even, I knew that that part made me feel bad and uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but I thought it was the way things were. Like, right. I thought that it was just honest. I didn't think, I, I wasn't in my journey to where I am now to be like, that's fucking disgusting bullshit brainwashing. I was like, yeah. Yeah. If you're an ugly woman, that's the worst thing. That's the biggest sin in the world is to be ugly woman. I know. And we have come some ways in yeah. this area. Yeah. But looking at shows like Love is Blind, uh-huh. I do feel like the women are still so insecure mm-hmm. and all they care about is the validation from the men. Mm-hmm. And the men are still talking about women in a fucked up way. It's a little bit different. It's not as not obvious overt, as yeah. grenade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. like, especially this season with Cole and Bartiste, like, did you watch this season? Yeah. And they're from Dallas. They're oh, this from, is all a Dallas. They were all, all your from people. Dallas. Yeah. And, and like, it's why I couldn't watch Southern Charm and I started it recently mm-hmm. because I think maybe it, in 2009, I could have watched Southern Charm and just been like, okay, yeah, this right. is how men treat women from the South. Like, they're polite to their face, and then they are monsters behind their backs. Right. And that's like... And that's life. <laughs> like, obviously, that's not... What I was there for was goddamn Snooki was a star. I yeah. love seeing yeah. those girls. I mean, the Sam and Ron of it all. Triggering. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, the way that these men were able to just treat the women on the show like shit trash garbage trash less subhuman and then like they women still wanted like sam exactly. still wanted the approval of ronnie wanted wanting to be with her even though he literally was physically and emotionally even though he verbally threw her, her bed outside and that was how we felt too i think at that time like being a young woman and like going into college it was like i want your approval because I'm so insecure and all I think is validating is how you want to fuck me or not. Right. And I don't care that you are also trash talking me or treating me shitty. I just want you to think that I'm pretty. Because your <laughs> your validation is the biggest like drug addict hit that I could ever get. That is more important than anything else yeah it's really bad i just like really we're just i I, i'm obviously this is not just exclusive to jersey shore is when i'm putting it through the jersey shore lens but yeah like i have to see your culture displayed on screen and you loved it even though you recognized that it was or you didn't weren't able to recognize that at the time i just was like oh i want to see what snooki's doing i love her everyone's getting drunk this is fun they're fighting it's fun and i knew that the other part made me feel bad about myself made me feel you know i like if i ever were to dance on poly d what would he say about me (laughs) (laughs) but i don't think it was until i don't know years later that i was like Oh, that actually broke my brain. Like, watching those men talk about women in that way broke my brain. Yeah. It made me... Like, there was... I forget what dating show. There was some fucking dating show in the early 2000s where it was a hot girl. And then in one of the... She was, like, the whatever, bachelorette. But it wasn't that. It was some other thing. 
And or maybe it was, I don't remember. But the point is that in one of the episodes, they <laughs> put her in a fat suit and we'll definitely talk about that another time. And like made her up, quote unquote, to be ugly. And then introduced her as like the girl's best friend to the guys. And then there was like a secret hammer to hear what those men said about oh, no. her. And that is where I heard Duff designated ugly fat friend for the first time and being little fat girl broke my brain i was like oh everyone ultimately hates me everyone ultimately hates me (laughs) (laughs) and okay i come to you today listeners on the other side of that completely i think completely you know whatever we still have several working there but like you just you can't take that stuff back like that imprinted on my brain in a bad way yeah what? Why is this something that we taught men was okay and normal for so long up until literally now? Do you think it's just like they don't have, they didn't want to ever, it's like sports. Mm-hmm. They can't engage emotionally. They can't be vulnerable with each other. They can't like talk about their day to day. So mm-hmm. like what can they bond over? Mm-hmm. Sports facts, right? Movie quotes, mm-hmm. and what women look like. Oh, wow. <laughs> so dark, <laughs> so dark. That's like a bonding. <laughs> that was like how they went out on like Sammy and and Vinny, and mm-hmm. uh, they would like go be like, "Oh, you grab that one, I'll get the friend," and like, right. "Well, you distract her," and like it was like a full game. Yes, they played a game. Yes, and they talked about them. Like they weren't people, and like I, I don't, I don't think these women that they did that to are stupid at all. That's not my point. When I say no. I get them, I was them. I yeah, them. Oh, I <laughs> like let men treat me like crap when we were that age because that was what we were a used to. It's acceptable, and then b also just wanted validation and approval, so we're willing to put up with anything right. that was thrown our way. Right. So for the crumbs. <sighs> Yeah, I know. I did. I do. I did a dark one. No, that's that's what. I'm that's why we're here. here. That's why we're here. We're here for a deep dive. It's our first ep. Okay, if you guys don't like this, that's okay. And if you do, I'm glad. <laughs> but this is kind of what the five guys will be, and you'll see that they're not all like this. And maybe some of them are. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. No, I hear you. I relate to it, but. Also, you were dealing with it in a fully different way than I was. Mm -hmm. So, like... Yeah. I think Jay's trying to say I'm fat. Because you can't see me. (laughs) (laughs) If you you heard my voice and you thought I was thin this whole time, uh, spoiler, I'm not. I'm fat. (laughs) No, I'm just trying to say, like, I relate, but obviously... We had different experiences. Yeah. I mean, all of it... All of our lives... Until maybe five ish years ago, I was obsessed with male validation still mm-hmm. and thinking that that was, I mean, still working. Still working. It's not over. Yeah. But it's hard to watch it reflected back sometimes and be like, like, love is blind women being like, you can stand up for yourself and you don't have to put up with how this person is talking to you or treating you. Yeah. And, Really, reality TV is still ripe with that dynamic and those things. And that's why I love it. Hold a mirror up to nature, honey. Teach me about myself. Let me learn through Snooki, where I need to know about yes. me. And also, Snooki had an arc. We got to watch her I mean, be the star, star of that undeniable show. star quality. Yeah. And make the most money, I'm sure, mm-hmm. and get the most shit, like the most side projects, and like would now she has this beautiful family, and I'd like love to have Snooky on the pod. <gasps> Let's manifest having Snooky. Nicole Polizzi, Polizzi, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Please go on the pod. <laughs> that's that's my dream guest putting out immediately now. <laughs> yeah, wow, she's amazing, and she's and she's you know a boss. She now full life and business of this stupid show that treated her like shit for a long time has jersey shore come back on the air now rebranded as jersey shore family vacation where it's mostly just nice and they like go (laughs) to little places and have nice little times 
yes, I am watching that show still. So that's not, you know, I sort of, now they don't, they're all married. So they don't, most of them are whatever in partnership. So they don't say horrible things about women anymore. That's sort of like, we just, I would love if maybe we address it at some point, like, Jimmy Kimmel, I'd love for you to say that you were on the man show and you feel bad about it. But, you know, I do want to work in the town, so I won't say that. But, you know, it'd be great if we could sort of apologize for our past sins. All of our dads watch the man show. I front of us as children. How horrifying is that? This is sort of my Howard Stern of it all, because my mom mom loves, loves Howard Stern. Same. And I think, sure, yeah, now he's pivoted and he, like, is just a podcaster, which we love, and he does give good interviews. My mom's like, but so much of what he did before that was objectifying women. I know, but now I'm sort of thinking, maybe the blame's on our moms. Why were they (laughs) listening to that when we were kids in front of us? Oh, my mom didn't give a fuck. I know. Like... There was no, this isn't for your ears, or this isn't for your eyes. Yeah, same, and that's why I know we're fucking mentally ill, (laughs) ending with incredible personalities. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I gotta think of one. Yeah. (sighs) So, I'm from Texas, and how I was brainwashed, we want to just jump right into the most obvious way most of us were all brainwashed, which I think we would all... It, it probably your first instinct when you're asked that question, how are you brainwashed? You have to say religion. Let's get into it, Jenny. What what happened over there in Texas? Well, I just here my experience in Texas was that my parents are from New York and mm-hmm. moved to Texas. And why? I don't know. And I grew up with them thinking that, you know, I wasn't religious. I didn't they didn't take me to church. I didn't know about her. And then I started going to Episcopalian school where everybody was like super Dallas. Went to church mm-hmm. every day, into religion, Republican, all that jazz. And I, yeah, didn't know about her and felt left out. Mostly I just felt left out. So I said to my parents, said, can I go to, sun- can I go to Sunday school? And they both looked at each other and were like, I guess if you want to do that, you can. So I went to Sunday school probably for a month. Didn't care for it. Had to wake up early on a Sunday. <laughs> These people all their lives are waking up early on a goddamn Sunday and going to church. Wasn't for me, so stayed out of it. And then continuing to go out at school, it did become very clear to my friends that I didn't. I would have slumber parties and be like, oh yeah, we don't go to church. And I would get side eye. <gasps> or people Whoa. would feel weird about it. My friends in middle school, who are still my friends to this day, were from religious families who went to church every Sunday, participated, blah, 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 got confirmed, did the whole thing, were in youth groups. I wasn't in a youth group, didn't get confirmed, and they did see me as weird and judged me. Wow. And at one point, they were all at my house, and they had, like, conspired with each other around how I wasn't religious, and they asked me if I had a Bible in the house, and if I did have a Bible in the house, could I show it to them? <gasps> Oh, my God. I did not have a Bible in the house, so I could not show them a Bible. And they were like, you know, like little girl mean to me about it. They also all went to a religious summer camp called... Well, I won't say what it was. <laughs> they all went to a religious summer camp. I did not. I went to a secular and non-religious summer camp, so they didn't like that. I had their ribs this, this is actually, like, real. Like, like your friend's... In middle school, judged you because you were religious. I wasn't religious, yeah. Wow. Yeah, they bullied me. Wow. Yeah. They were, because they, their homes, it was serious in their homes. They like, yeah. My, my, one of my closest friends now, still to this day, her parents wouldn't let her read Harry Potter because it's about witches and wizards and was <laughs> anti Jesus and all of that. Like, it was hardcore in their households. They weren't allowed to watch, like, the Simpsons, anything that like 
was a little too edgy. Yeah. That had any kind of commentary on religion or anything like that was like not really allowed in their house. So yeah, I'm just kind of an outsider. And, but you did go for a period of time to Sunday school to feel like you could fit in. Yeah. But then you were over it. Was over it because it was like my parents didn't really, like nobody was with me. It's just me. <laughs> like, it was like me, my parents dropping me off. Like, yeah. My siblings weren't there. My parents weren't there. I was kind of like. It was your thing. It was like lonely a little bit. Yeah. You didn't make friends. I didn't make friends, no. And they didn't like really want to be taking me there either. So it was like a mutual. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then like they got woke later and like my friend. She started in middle school dating, dating, right? Going out with middle school. There was a lot of Jewish kids at my school because the school was very Episcopalian as far as Protestants goes, pretty open. They're not like Baptist or I don't know. Do you know about all that? I, you know, (laughs) I guess no, I don't, I, I don't know about the different pockets, and that's you know, it's, it's a pretty like. It's okay one. <laughs> okay. So, like, the school itself was very, like, we have to teach all religions. Like, you do have to take... Okay, you know, like that. You had to take religion classes. It was required. But you didn't have to take Christianity. You could take, like, far... There was a far Eastern religion class. So, what I, like, the cool kids took. Because they were like, yeah, I'm going to learn about Buddhism and blah, blah. So, it, was, it wasn't, like... The school, the school itself was bad. Okay. It was the churches that they went to outside of the school that were bad, and that Got they it. were getting confirmed and blah blah blah. Wait, but where was I going with this? But I had a point. <laughs> right, the story was going somewhere. I okay. lost the thread. Okay. At the school. Oh, oh, oh! She started dating a Jewish guy at our school, and she had learned through her church that our Jewish friends were not going to heaven and so she tried to save him while they were going out and i think in that process started to feel like that like something felt weird about that like oh really <laughs> did it? i wonder why she was like huh do you really think he's going to hell she like had this whole thing about like i'm nervous about and how he might go to hell oh this is this is this i'm taking it in i'm really taking all this in this is a lot and eventually, like, because of that and how bad she felt about that and how weird and she didn't believe was going to burn in hell for being Jewish. She, like, right. stood up to her parents. was like, I don't want to get confirmed. Like, I don't believe in this. Like, blah, 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 blah. And I think that was, like, the beginning of her. I remember her demise. Like, so demise? I remember her demise. Her, like, deciding that, like, Christianity was not for her. Was not for her. Yeah. So. No. Obviously, none of those people are religious now. <laughs> Their parents probably still are, though, and that yeah. has created complicated dynamics. Yeah, not not the first time, but yeah, I was. I did feel bad for several years as a kid that I wasn't didn't really know what they were talking about with a lot of things, like other than different because of wow, that is Dallas cult. That's Dallas cult here, baby. It's like everyone hangs out at church that's like it's like a social thing more than anything right right but yeah just some of those old doctrines they're hanging on to about Jewish people and gay people and all the horrible things that they really stuck to unfortunately made it that for the youth wow so yeah that's how I was brainwashed to I mean was a, yeah a classic I would say it's sort of a <laughs> Yeah, you, I didn't know where you were going with it, and now I do ultimately see where you're going with it. And we ultimately take the two biggest things <laughs> of religion and, and toxic masculinity, <laughs> and that's amazing for us. It's a good intro. Yeah. And you know what? We'll have lots of other little fun ones along the way. <laughs> well. Yeah. Can you believe? I can. There were other things they did that I'm not remembering, but the Bible, the search of the Bible and asking me, there was like a whole thing. We have to see it. Do you have one? And we have to see it. That is, that is scary to me. Veronica saved all of our notes. Uh She has all of our notes still. And sometimes when we're all together, we go through them and there's something, one of the notes, there's like 
about like Jenny not being. There's an allusion to them chatting about me not being religious. <laughs> and- God, I feel like my whole body's on fire. I feel worried. <laughs> I feel really worried. I gotta find that note. I told you I went to. I told you I went to a wake a few years ago. Oh no! And and the priest, religious leader, <laughs> leading the ceremony, like sort of went off script on this whole thing about how animals don't go to heaven. What? Like he was, you know, giving this, you know, eulogy of this wonderful woman who had passed away, all you know, normal. And then he was like, and, you know, while I have you here, people ask me, you know, when their when their pets die, will they be reunited in heaven? And I don't have the heart to tell them, you know, that no, but no. <laughs> the answer is no. Your dogs are not going to be with you in heaven. Now, there had been no animal that had died. This, this, this priest just sort of wanted to do his own thing and just, like, made sure that we knew that. And so it was wild. Weird. It was tough. Wow. 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 Huh. I don't know. Yeah. I, it's sort of how did we get there sort of a thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, so it's just a little story for you guys. <laughs> now you, you didn't, you, you were Catholic, but. It was okay. Well, like, my, my mom, my parents are divorced. And I think that that sort of like broke any of mm-hmm. like loyalness or whatever to religion so now we were italian so they did make me go to catholic like a sunday school and but it was very my mom was very like if you want to get married in a catholic church you'll have to do it as an adult so like just do it now and i was like but that was the pitch (laughs) never went to church outside of it just went to my little to get confirmed yeah yeah but I just had no buy-in or, I mean, I went to, <laughs> this is Teen Chapel, sorry, humble brag. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. Like, it was beautiful. I was like, oh, I understand religion. This oh, is oh, oh, Sistine Chapel. gorgeous. I said Teen Chapel. I'm sorry. Sistine Chapel. I heard of it, been there. And then I understood why people liked religion. I was like, oh, okay, it's art. Love that. So you had to go to like confirmation class for like six weeks or like a couple months. Right. And then you like did your confirmation. And that yeah. Was but did I ever think about it? Did I ever care? Like, no, it just didn't. <laughs> it really was very like, like just, you know, taking French in middle school. Cause you have to learn a language. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm doing this for right now. I'm yeah. not going to remember any of it later. We're just, I need to get a B in French. And honestly, thank God you did it because you did get married in a Catholic church. <laughs> Jenny's kidding. Basically, I got married in a Thai restaurant, and that's good for me. Okay. Okay. Should we play the game? Yeah, let's play the game. Okay. So now, the last thing we're going to do is play a little game where we're going to cast ourselves in different categories. And I think because this is the first one, maybe we should just do a couple. And uh, and talk through them. So the first thing I would love to cast, she's ready, is which which Real Housewife cities franchises are we? Oh wow! Okay, that's a good one. Okay, okay. We've got Beverly Hills, New Jersey, New York, Miami, Potomac, Orange County. Are we including? Why are you saying them all? I mean, so it's like, don't you know them? Why are you saying that? Is it over maybe the listeners? Oh, well, if they don't get it, they don't get it. If you didn't watch Game of Thrones, you're not going to get that one. If you don't know condiments, you're not going to get that one. It's like sort of whatever it is it is. If you don't know condiments. (laughs) You never heard of the condiment. Okay. Okay. Well, I feel... Hey! Are we allowed to include... Tired ones? Retired ones? Yeah. I'm not going to, but I just wanted to clarify. Okay. I'm not locked in yet because you won't stop talking. So if you <laughs> give me a second to think. Okay. Do you want to start? Do you want me to start? I would like you to start. Okay. Now, <laughs> this might feel obvious, but I feel that I'm New Jersey. <laughs> not just because I'm from New Jersey, although that certainly did play into it. <laughs> not just because I'm Italian, but that did also play into it as well. But just the... Just the family 
the yelling, the wine, the pasta, the flipping tables, spicy, fiery. I feel New Jersey in my soul. And again, this is going to sound a little on the nose, but I think you're New York. And I know we live here and it's sort of like, but I just, you know, the the chicness, the... You're so chic. Yeah, no, that booze. I was like, my New York is an alcohol. <laughs> You're definitely not not New York is alcohol. The the intelligence, the wit, the fun. I think you're in New York. Oh, bless you. I was gonna give you New Jersey. I felt that was obvious. Right. So I decided to give you Beverly Hills because I just mm. oh, there's a va va voom. She she she. There's a opulence. There's a decadence. I love that. Uh, to your taste. And that, you really only get that at Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. That the level, nobody else is really matching them. The money are in Beverly Hills as, as what we are really getting to see there. So that was sort of like, okay, if I'm not going to do the obvious New Jersey, I'm going to go Beverly Hills because also a lot of the personalities there are. Strong. There's a lot of like family <laughs> drama, and it's Hollywood, baby. There's also a lot of actors. <laughs> and for me, I was considering New York for myself, but I I thought maybe too nice, <laughs> like too. You feel you are too nice. I feel a little more bumpkin. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, go on, bumpkin. So I ultimately gave myself Potomac because I feel like they're bringing a lot of fun and energy and they make me laugh in the same way that New York also makes me laugh, but they're maybe just not in New York itself. So I'm considering Potomac for you too. Rural, which I am famously from more of a rural area. Rural. Although Potomac is a very wealthy area outside of D.C., they don't live there. No. Oh, one of them lives there, which is similar to Dallas. Most people say, like, I'm from Dallas, and they don't. They're not from Dallas. They're from some other. Are you from Dallas? I actually am from Dallas. Oh, but okay. a lot of, when I meet people from who are like, oh, I'm from Dallas, too. Like, we always have a moment of, are you really? Are you really? Which I feel like Potomac is similar. They're like, are you really from there? And they're like, no, I live in Virginia or live in Maryland. Or where is the DMV area? I just learned that that was called that recently. Okay. Yeah, the DMV. I think you're Potomac. You're right. You have, you are, I, I always say Jenny is, uh, very likable. A lot of people don't say anything bad about Jenny <laughs> and I don't hear a lot of bad stuff about the dough. So I, I think that that's right on. Although this season, not the best. Hey, well, you know, we all have to have a, a season like this. Yeah. And sometimes I have seasons that are not the best. Absolutely. I didn't want to say it, <laughs> but now they bring it up. Okay, fun. Um, okay. Yeah, give me another. Throw another on me, mama. There's so many. Hold on. Okay, look at look at. Oh my god, spreadsheet queen. Fine, I'm gonna pops to you. Okay, wow. There's a lot of good stuff on here. I'm gonna go with. Hmm. Let's go with types of doctors. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay. I was talking about Nicole was a fucker dentist. Hey, 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 professional. <laughs> okay, types of doctors. Okay, hold on. I'm logged in. There's just a lot of types of doctors. Babe, I know that's why I picked it. I've kind of felt like fun category. Okay, actually, I, I think I got it. Okay, you start. But I've forgotten a lot of types of doctors. That's okay. All right, I gave you plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Once again, just, they're very rich. They always opulent lives. Uh, they often, like, have crazy tastes. Maybe. Oh, okay! <laughs> Don't like dreams. They live in, like, houses with columns and pools and things, and they, like... Switch out their young wives and stuff. Just shooting up women with a silicon and day in and day out. And for me, I get pediatrician. Jenny, I give you pediatrician too. <laughs> I just feel like pediatricians are like, <laughs> like they're kind of just like, get a kid. Like, you're the one exactly. I feel like your vibe is so pediatrician. Here's a sticker for a shot. Yeah. Hey, buddy, little high five. <laughs> You want a you want a Mickey Mouse band aid like that's that's you. Yeah. 
Well, what did you give yourself? No, I gave myself gynecologist. Oh, I think. I feel like I... I feel loyal to the people with vaginas. I love them. I, I, that's important to me. I'm just like, let me get in there and let me help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's better than plastic surgery. No, I mean, you really, I mean, you sort of really kind of took different approaches <laughs> to me. You sort of said that I would fucking leave my wife for a younger woman. And that's fine. Column house, the pool. I will, I will take the pool. Okay, do one more. Let's do one more. The botched guy. What's his name? Terry Dubrow. Or Paul Nassif. <laughs> Two housewife husbands. Yeah. Wait, who's... Oh, I don't want to Orange County. Is the other one from Orange County? Yes. Two housewife husbands have their own... Have their own botched... Should we... Well, we don't want to say should we cast ourselves as them. But we don't, don't really know. Really, I don't really know yeah. them. Okay, wow. Animal sidekicks. Can you click? Can you get okay. more comments? <laughs> so when I was thinking of animal sidekicks, I was thinking sort of um in animated films... <laughs> Sort of made me like animal. Fr- I, I guess I was thinking of flounder, but are there other flounders like, out there? Uh, yeah, flounder, Abu, and Zazu, and maybe like Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, we can do it. I think okay. there's enough animal sidekicks that I can come up with. Okay, well, I'm pretty like this. They're locked down already. Yeah, animal sidekicks. Huh. All right, all right. You have to go first. I gave you Pumba. Pumba. Okay, because I fart. Your aesthetic is fart. She's giving fart. I just feel sort of that fun, annoying fart energy. Just <laughs> you. And then myself. Um, Iago, because my aesthetic is loud, screaming, shrill, sort of evil. Yeah, that's sort of where I land in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yago is good for you. I gave you Zazu. Because he's also kind of like bossy. And he's like, you gotta wait to be king. You're not king yet. I'm always telling people they're not king yet. (laughs) So wait your turn. Wait your turn. And I gave myself a boo. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Creepy and stealing bread. Yeah, stealing bread and like and like Yeah, I get that for you. And uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, definitely let us know in the comments what animal sidekick you guys are. We did it. We did it. And I love you. I love you. That's my sister for life. And we'll see you next time. We'll bring in a guest. Yes. Who they are? Well, you'll, you'll see. Time will tell. Bye. Bye. Bye.